0: Welcome to Front Row Geeks. Please now. Press the record button. And now we are recording The beautiful thing. Technology. Ooh, and it's an insane thing. Well, why? <laughs> Everybody else went until like a sound effect and introduce themselves. Because what I'm not gonna give it give your names at this point. This is like like what, the ninth or tenth episode we've released this year? People in the lead aren't It's it's to think that it's the ninth or tenth this year when we're in the fifth month of the year, but then again, there weren't a lot of uh, technical breaks, and GDC break, and uh, can't break, and... Yeah, divine break. I think we recorded once in the last 60 days. Maybe a We're little. On a break. <laughs> we need another break to cope with this last break. That's true. So, which one of us is the Ross? Big test. Oh, that's what you're referencing. Um, I mean, I was... That's definitely what I was referencing, but the question... I don't know the... I don't actually know the Friends characters well enough. All I know is that I'm definitely the Phoebe of our group. So, I, if I don't remember, we didn't watch a lot of Friends, but that whole it was a break was between Ross and Rachel. Yeah. Okay. So, really, what whole I'm. i really asking is that are we collectively FRG the Ross, or is the viewership the Ross? That would um, make us the Ross, wouldn't it? I think I think we're the Ross in this case, and the fans are the Rachel. Okay. Also, viewership is an awkward term to use for a podcast. Uh, okay, you're right. They they just, just, just run the audience. 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 Yes, that works. Hello out there. Hi out there. <sighs> so what are our topics? Or are we just kind of going like free bowling here? We got free bowling because I was so busy today. I really didn't have time to like sit and go, man, what are we going to talk about? We haven't recorded yeah, in a yeah, month. Yeah, The yeah. topic that has been ro- going through the games community is the question of whether reviewers should be reviewing the game's uh, structural integrity at launch. What do you mean? Uh, essential. questions. Oh, okay, there was the controversy dealing with uh, Jedi Survivor of how the fact that the PC version is bored, that it is mechanically... Me. It has so many bugs. It is so just... It's also the fact that so much of the user interface is... It's not the user interface. Uh, like, it is horribly optimized for PC. Like, there are probably some people that are able to play it, and then there are people who are top-of-the-line, $6,000 PC, barely getting 15 frames. Ooh. That bad, huh? Yes. I, yeah, I, I saw some of those ones, and when I price-rigged them... Some of those rigs were getting up into the five-digit levels of pricing. Well, mm. I think you only need, like, above 5000 to get a high-end PC. Everything after that is almost superfluous in terms of, like, what you're doing. Like, oh, hey, I'm well, deciding to change from this uh, $1,000 uh, heat exchange uh, uh, cooling option to this $4,000 cooling option. Well, that's the thing is like I was just going purely off of like pricing the specs that they had posted, not knowing like whether they bought this machine to be used as purely a gaming machine or to be used as both a workhorse and a gaming machine. Because it's like like one had like two sets of like eight terabyte solid state uh, NVMe drives, which those are about like six hundred to seven hundred dollars each right now. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I've seen people buy like NVMe drives. It's usually like the two fifty six to five twelve, just so they could just put their OS on it. I mean, are we are we talking about those SSDs that are like like sticks, like flat sticks? Yeah they, the the M two or in uh uh in uh, MVM yeah. And you saying the two terabyte was was six hundred bucks? No. Eight no, terabyte. Oh, eight terabyte. Okay, I was like, holy shit! Like, I just bought a two terabyte. Like two years ago. Two, really that bad. The two that you heard, the two that you heard, was him saying that there were two of them installed in the same computer. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, two yeah terabyte ones, and I'm like, why? And yeah, why do you need that much? Like, uninstall your games. <laughs> well, no, it's like I know some people who bought uh who bought like. Like the huge storage drives to put uh, store all their games on them so they don't have to download them. Yeah, but why? Like, I don't get that. I don't know when you consider that Call of Duty is hitting two, over 200 gigs. And like, what is Jedi Survivor on the highest uh, storage capacity? Oh, confession. You Google that. Oh, uh, and uh, Jedi Survivor. 155 gigs. Now, that's probably not all uh, of the game's actual footprint, uh, since uh, that would obviously be, you know, spare space for just simply loading and unloading files from the disk. Right. Yeah. But... Like, like the two... five is a I, significant... Two terabyte my system, at least I it's two terabyte. Yeah, system, turbines, one terabyte, one terabyte, yeah but that's mind. just literally stating that it's taking over 5% of that uh, two terabyte one. It's only one terabyte. No, it is two terabyte. Two terabyte. Two terabyte. Eight seems excessive. Like, I can say you have the money. If you're rich, why not go, go for it? But like, Well, I'm saying that, that games are getting bigger. Well, and get It could be a, a question-proof thing. Yeah. Uh, another thing I could probably think of is data caps off of their ISP. Because yeah. unless they're paying you know, for, If they can afford the extra-like data, they probably can afford an unlimited plan. Well, that's if they uh, there are ISPs in the area that offer that. And It is true. You do know, see people more rolling rings mm-hmm. issues. Well, I have mean, been complaining about my issues the internet the last few weeks, but at least I live in a big city. I mean, the last two people, months, two months, three months a year, <laughs> right? But yeah, we're we're pretty lucky being in bigger cities that It's pretty everybody has that. Uh, mm-hmm. or it's the fact that like it, some uh, ISPs state that they have an unlimited plan, but they put the cap at like. Oh, the unlimited plan, no, the data caps two terabytes per month rather than an actual unlimited data plan. I know I brought up in Discord, but I don't know if I brought up on the podcast where they tried to pull that shit on me a few months ago, right? But I think it was of upload. Like, they were like complaining about my upload. I'm like, I'm oh, an unlimited plan. do fuck off about it. So like, I'm paying you for this shit. Stop <laughs> giving me shit about how I'm using my, my data plan. It's what I paid for. Shut yeah, up. <laughs> but the unlimited plan is just simply a name we attach to the Plan thing, it doesn't actually dictate how much data you're actually allowed to upload. Yeah, the unlimited for downloads only, and and it's like the the whole concept of a data plan to me is still kind of hot garbage, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. fucking artificial limitation. Well, from my understanding, the whole reason behind and the influence behind it was AT and T and its cell phone data plan because quite literally, they're certain. Sur- their service for phone internet would have network collisions to no end. So basically they were trying to limit how much data was going through their networks for their phone internet to prevent those collisions. Whereas like other sur- uh, other carriers were like, oh no, we're, we're good on that. Don't worry about it. Allow me to get into circle, 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 circle. Yeah. Let, let's go <laughs> back. <laughs> what oh. MPX brought up in the first place about, about the structure okay. integrity of these games. Sorry. Yeah keep going my friend well it's not so much the structural integrity means in your words yeah well to <laughs> talk whether reviewers especially those with like the game ahead of schedule like mm-hmm. they're getting pre-releases to do uh, all the necessary uh examinations so they can get the game review out before the game comes out uh whether or not they have an obligation to talk about you know the actual the uh, not so much the game mechanics or the game itself, but rather it's uh, essentially how well it's actually uh, bug-proofed and, you know, optimized for the system it's on. I.e., you know, how subject to all these all this trending crashes that we're seeing. just like, Yeah. Poorly, poorly made is the only... I, and I think even what you're saying here, I want to say poorly made games, but these aren't poorly made games. I mean, they're for most part they tend to be beautiful artistic creations well but it's at the same cool, time but they crash like we interesting well <laughs> go ahead well it's been revealed like I'll mo the majority is anybody else getting mtx cutting out a lot Majority of uh preview keys are on consoles like when they in- ah let me just try to reconnect yeah unfortunately i am sorry okay, sorry tom when you initially asked me before we started, no, but yeah. it has been the last couple of minutes. I thought it was just me, but... I don't know, just oh, we we'll too video. for a bit. It's us, we're together in this. Um, Okay, well, I guess we can talk a little bit more and we'll let MPX finish his thought in a little bit. But uh, but, but, yeah, I, I think I was just watching something earlier today that just talks about something similar. Where it's like, that between um Survivor, which I, usually, I didn't know until today, Survivor was part of that problem too. Because I haven't picked it up yet. But you just had the the Last of Us PC port come out what like a month ago, less than a month ago, having the same horrible issues. Um, Redfall seems to be like it, it, it's suffering the same thing. That game that just released from Microsoft, which fortunately for them they have they're, they're having the same problems. But was it Redfall Gearbox though for the developer? No, that was Arcane. Oh, okay, okay. Am I good so far? That, okay. Oh, keep going. Okay. Say sense. Say your point. Uh, we'll know for sure. Well. I didn't hear the previous conversation other than the fact that you're going to talk about Redfall, which I feel has different problems than its overall optimization. Among them, but that's definitely part of it. But I'll keep going to your point; we can elaborate further. Uh, well, I would talk about that later, simply because if we're still talking about like game optimization and whether reviewers have a obligation to talk about it, because obviously some do, like some of them could do go into uh, describing. What is the current state, which they ended up playing the game? Because while it's n- nice to say, "Oh yeah," but there's day one patches and other things like that. How often does the day one patch actually get everything? And like, there's just simply a quantitative, you know, quality that you actually have to acknowledge. Do You think reviewers up to this point are not acknowledging? I figured they would. No, I think I, I tried to say this point earlier. That most reviewers get their uh, preview codes for consoles. Oh, yes. Okay. And usually the consoles are far better optimized. Because consoles have... Well, every console has the exact same hardware. Right. Or, well, Well, it's not just hardware. It's also software. Well, uh, and uh, with very few variations. Like, Mm -hmm. if you release something for PS5... You may also be releasing it for PS4. There's some small variation between the two. Well, there's more variation between the two of those than, uh, say, trying to develop a cross platform of like Xbox or PlayStation. I, I'm, yeah, I imagine well, the Endeavor. What right. I was always trying to say is as opposed to releasing for PC, where you have to optimize for a shit trillion different possible builds with all the different components out. Mm-hmm. I, I think I may have found a better way of putting it is that there, uh, like for consoles, there is a baseline that you can develop for and not have to worry about too much variation. Yeah, there we go. Much better, but much clearer. Light. But if I could grammar goodly... <laughs> but you can't, but we understand. Yeah, I, I think we got the point across. The well, we're we're the problem we're seeing with with how how PC ports are having a big problem with this um, more more so than your console releases. I think a lot of because of this, the, the shared environment and variables in the console well for consoles is also, a lot more limited than a PC. It's also annoying because we did actually have a good, uh, you know, porting process years ago, where usually the PC port was not you know at either Put as a low priority in development versus console. It seems like these days, and these just think we're only more complicated. now. That's the way I. See I don't think it. it's more complicated. I think it's the matter of that they're probably not given enough time. Well, because it because it's more complicated. I mean, the the no. complexity of the systems that we have today is way more than it, it's always evolving, always growing. Ah. Uh. And they're just a the compensation I, for it, I isn't that there? It's more complicated. I don't think it really is. The same okay. struggles of trying to make it work for multiple graphics cards, multiple sound cards, multiple operating systems has been there since the dawn of PC gaming. Yeah, you're starting to cut out again. I can't, I can't tell quite. I see, it's red now, so I probably didn't <laughs> say anything. I, <laughs> I, I was, I was trying to. What you I was heard? heard was um, same, same issues since the dawn of PC gaming. Yep. That's the point where you cut out, and still cutting out. Yeah. Okay, uh, no, I'm. T- it's really annoying trying to talk when you don't know when you're going to suddenly cut out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that was my experience the last last like two months with my internet, especially when it was like like work meetings, <laughs> we're just talking, and all of a sudden, no one was listening to me anymore. <laughs> Everybody suddenly had a very quizzical look on your, their face. <laughs> exactly. And The other things, the funny things that happened with you guys too were like. My ability to communicate out to you stopped like a minute before my ability to he- no longer hear you happen. So I can hear you go for like a minute or two, but you could not hear me anymore. And then it was all cut out. So It it was funny. But yeah, anyway, yeah, sorry. Like that. I don't know why that is. But no, I don't think it's due to complexity of designing these systems, working within them or that. I mean, since most games these days are not built from the ground up, like they used to be, but rather using uh, usually very wide-reaching and uniform engines such as Unity, Unreal, or some variation of uh, RPG Maker. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of the last other major engine. Uh, Cry engine? Yes. Okay. Because technically there's a lot of other engines, but they're just not as well-known or as uh, prevalent. Uh, what was now. the name of the engine of that Square Studio? They just got shut down. Their, st- their engine was named after. Them. Why am I forgetting their name? They made. They made the um. Bespoke- no, the Crystal Engine. I didn't use the Crystal Engine. They used something else, didn't they? It's the same engine they used to make 15 as well. But I can't remember. Yeah, I thought that was just the engine. Because that was it's the same engine used to create 13. Oh, you're single. run. I'll Google it and verify from a sublet. Continue on. But anyway, I. Think ultimately, luminous? I do think. Thank you. Yes, luminous. I do think reviewers do have an obligation to say what the their experience had, at the very least. As somebody pointed out, where what platform did they play this game on? They're not doing so already. Well, even a single sentence of "I reviewed this game on PS4 or PS5 or, or Xbox." Yeah, series X or series. Well, what, even up? something as simple as that provides enough information for people to go, oh, okay, so you played it on this system, so that's why you had this experience on that system. Isn't that bad, Because I, um, I thought I thought that just saying what how how you played it was kind of standard. No, uh-huh. that's the that's part of the problem is that like major review companies like IGN game spot they just like oh i played the game like i'm in, i'm looking at ign's review of, Sur- of server right now and it does say reviewed on playstation 5 okay no scoring for example i mean like that may be new because like the last time i checked ign which was quite a while ago they didn't well it may also be by reviewer yeah so but i mean whether they're, they're doing it now or, or when i think what you're saying is current. If if they're not already clear about it, it would help a lot if they were clear about it. Hmm. Uh, but it's I think it's just simply getting annoying simply because of the amount of PC releases that are at launch just not uh even sta- not even, you know okay. Like it's one thing to go and play a Bethesda game and saying, Okay, there are bugs in it and then there are bugs in it. Like there's a difference between the release of Skyrim, and the release of Fallout seventy six. Oh, well, I can see nice. this. You can agree with me on that one, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, i I, I feel your point. I feel your point. I could think of it a good example: Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah, no, admittedly that was horrible across the board. But as far as people could tell, the PC version was the most stable out of them. I didn't say the the best out of them, I said. Possibly the most stable. Well, there was a lot of bugs in, in there too, but um, in the and then the the new the newer gens at the time were handled a little better. How does well, the very fact that they didn't slap themselves on the head and said we can't release this on PS4 and Xbox One, luck. It's just not attainable, and they should have just simply said that six months out and said, yeah, guys, it's not happening. Got a little grief. Would have saved them at least a lot of the a lot of the, you know, backlash they deservedly got, honestly. Well it merely it could be any the reason why they released them on the consoles could be anything from uh contracts. Contracts or corporates like they need them out now. You said they'd be it out on that now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the a lot of- it got delayed the entire year. It was yeah. originally meant for uh, spring. And then Breath of the Wild came out. Uh, what? Not Breath of the Wild. Uh, what's it? What's... There was something that released out originally that was in been- 2020. In, yeah, in direct... Competition. Oh, uh, Final Fantasy Remake. Final Fantasy seven Remake. Was it seven? So? No. Yeah. Was it? Yes. Remake that it was in direct competition against. I don't know. On the original release date or the actual release date? Original. Okay, I'll, I, I don't know. I, you know do I don't know enough to Google that. I was thinking about Googling it, but I don't. Yeah. What was right. the original release date for, for Cyberpunk? That, that'd probably be on Wikipedia. Then again, as you brought up Redfall, uh, what was the exact point you brought it up before I was cutting out? Uh, I mean, similarly, that's also a game that's suffering. Um, uh, I don't think that game would do very well even if it was optimized because it has design issues. I just think people are underwhelmed by it. Like, I haven't played the game yet myself. I, I mean, I have Game Pass a little bit of time. It, it, it. but I think people are being a little hard on it. Because I just it wasn't that they being hard enough, honestly. I, I mean, I, I know, I mean, that's the structural integrity, I guess, lack of better phrasing for it, part of the whole thing. Yeah, I, that's another, quote-unquote, victim of that kind of thing, but... <laughs> Sorry. Well, I think, I think the issue with uh, Redfall is that it has... It just seems to be designed strangely, like, contrarian to its own design principles in some places. Weirdly enough, the publisher is Bethesda. Well, it's not so much Bethesda, I think. But the developers are is not- it- is arcane. Yeah. Awesome. that's The thing is, like, somebody pointed out how Warren Spector, the guy who uh, uh, designed, uh, well, was the main developer behind uh, Deus Ex, He stated the main point that he was trying to do with the game was change it from find a key to open a door. Because you could describe a lot of FPS gaming back in the 90s as that. Hello, Doom. (laughs) Red key, red door. Yeah. And he wanted to give the player multiple options to uh, solve an objective. In other words, if you needed to get someplace, it wasn't necessarily that you had to go this one route, you could try to find as many routes as possible, or try to give you a toolbox to achieve that, versus, say, a key to open a door. And the thing was that one reviewer pointed out he ended up having a locked door situation where you had to find the key. You could not hack the door, You cannot clamber on the outside of the structure to enter through an open window, you can't, uh, Cause the AI to open the door themselves by making a ruckus outside. It was just simply, you know, antithetical to the idea of a, of an immersive sim. Please, okay, was it's my sentence fully clear on that one? Yeah, it yeah. was. Okay, process. Yeah, no. Just as uh, for the listeners out there, we're not talking about Human Revolution. We're talking about the original Deus Ex. Well, I would hope so, but I uh, mean, I only played Human Revolution, so. Mm. So he didn't get to hear potato chips on the ground. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Oh, look, this is grass. Yeah, but anyway, uh, one of the other things that really stuck out to me is the counter rate. Like, you know it's supposed to be an open world game, right? The Redfall? Yes. Yeah. And it has looter shooter mechanics of like, oh, different rarity firearms and things like that. Would you enjoy playing a game where you can literally go across half the map without ever getting into a combat situation? That That's not a shooter anymore. That's more of like, and we're not talking like you're going across half the map quietly. You are literally running full speed without any resistance, any interruption, any conflict. Was, honestly, I think it depends on what's going on in the game at the time. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, this is I the see the point I mean, you're trying to make, but the reason why I'm bringing this up is that this is the reason why I think its design philosophy of the game is ultimately acting in on itself. Like if the gunplay and like shooter mechanics were more designed like a realistic, a real sim style shooter like Aura or Rainbow Six, that sort of amount of encounters would make sense because it would suddenly turn every encounter into a life or death struggle a real question of whether or not it's actually worthwhile to get in a fight with somebody because if you can die if one bullet hit it becomes much more difficult to get into a fight and then you put vampires who of course break the rules of you know basic combat uh specifications for a real sim throw into that and it suddenly becomes a very different game trying to fight against that But it doesn't have that sort of gunplay. It doesn't have those sort of mechanics. It's like Borderlands, but the enemy variety is reduced down to like a handful of characters without any real variation. So instead of having like the various plant, uh, flora and fauna, you're reduced down to like one. You're fighting humans with guns and vampires most of the time. And we're not talking like vampires as in vampires in, uh, of uh, White Wolves, uh, The Masquerade, where there's at least variations upon the theme. It's just, oh, it's just another vampire. No particularly difference in their abilities. There's not like a heavy vampire. There's not like a quick vampire. There's not like an invisible vampire. All of a sudden it sounds like there's as has like a basic enemy variety. There's only vampire. Yes. And then there's the AI, which is honestly an embarrassment. It like, can you actually, uh, the very fact that they've released the game where the AI gets stuck on like a chair or a car and does not know how to path around it to continue melee attacking you. Like even Bethesda with their various releases for Skyrim and Fallout 76 have this as part of the game. Sounds like they, they got their work cut out for them patching the game. That's why I think that it's not going to matter if they patch the game. It doesn't matter if it's going to, like, functionally uh, make the game, you know, run well and pretty and functionally. It is a good question of exactly how much the game is broken design-wise. Like, we're talking doing a file Fantasy fourteen on it. It would need to do something like that. And not a lot of companies are willing to do that. Lookable. On one hand, they have said that this they do want to support this as a live service, but those words could possibly be the poison that sinks arcane. Honestly, I have not played the game. Um, again, I have a game pass, so I can play it, boot it up anytime. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll even do it at, once we're done with Atomic Heart. I might give that a try. Not, I don't know if I want to play it as a full stream. I would, I would mind trying it like one, one off or something. You can certainly with game Pass, you'll probably be able to. Uh, get your enjoyment because at the very least you didn't pay full price for it. Right. it was, yeah, seventy bucks cases. sounds like a lot. I guess I, the, the thing I heard the other yes. thing about this news is that seventy bucks retail. Like, damn, we're there. We're already there now. Yeah, I mean, it was a matter of time, right? It was a matter of time with that, and and I think that you can even justify seventy dollars in general. But I think when you're putting out these kind of games that aren't just not living up to expectations, well, it really comes it, down becomes to a this. sour pill. I think it would be easier to recommend somebody getting Borderlands 3 at its current price of whatever it is on Steam with all of its DLC than uh, Redfall. Let's do a quick check. At the very least, it's more content rich, I would say. And one of lands design. that i good things about. Currently, Borderlands 3 with is still $60 at base game, but to get uh, the ultimate edition, it's $100. Your is making their money. $30 difference. And here's the thing, is that to buy all the DLC that's in the Ultimate Edition individually would cost the game to be about 300 and... What? Damn. Yeah, because, like, the DLC... Uh, There's a lot of cosmetic packs, and... Let's see. Actually, I'm sort of confused as to what co- is causing it to go that high. Well, let's see. Uh... Season Pass is $50. Season Pass 2 is $30. Uh, director's Cut is 14 Designer's Cut is 14 Admittedly, like, the entire cost of all 21 pieces of DLC are $274.79. Yeah. Odds bundle, everybody. Buy the bundle. But, yeah, it- at $100, that's a lot easier to sell. And we know that it is going to go on sale at some point. Right. Yeah, poor Arcane. I mean, I've, well, that's the confusing thing. It's like, how did this happen? Because I think, I think, is because Arcane was trying something a little bit different. Because this is this, this is a different game than what they've made before, and I think they were trying something a little different. Uh-huh. it's I don't like, know. Like I, I, mean, I, I don't want to belabor my point from earlier, but I think it's just complicated. I, as much as people keep on saying, like, okay, um, it's Microsoft that bought Bethesda, and therefore arcane by association by of uh, who owns who, right right yeah now yeah, as just... much as some people have been saying that microsoft has a hands-off approach to the, their developers this one sort of doesn't feel that way it feels like it's trying to chase trends and it lost the identity of what makes an arcane game because i'm like, looking at what arcane has done which has been the recent prey yeah, yeah. Arcane has a good pedigree. They, yeah. I mean, they're they're newer, you know, relatively speaking, but they know how to knock them out. I, I just think that this is just one of those myths. There's something that happened during development. We're just not sure where or who from. I mean, maybe we'll hear about something in particular, but I think this is just taking a swing. Well, that's why it's just sort of confusing, because, and why I keep on going back to my point of that it feels contrarian dev- design philosophy. Like, certain choices of what they decided to put in seem nonsensical. Like, why bother doing the looter-shooter mechanics if there isn't much reason to do so? I mean, maybe maybe to give you a, a mix of what you're trying to say uh, to it is that I think, again, maybe that Hurricane wanted to do something a little different because not that their games are the samey, but I think this is a departure from what they normally do, right? I I could imagine a scenario where their compromise with Microsoft was that okay if you guys want to try this this quirky idea you're going to do it our way we'll help you make the game but you're gonna gotta gotta make it a looter shooter you gotta games a service all that kind of stuff from my perspective when I heard about Redfall I saw the cinematic trailer and my thoughts were like okay so they're gonna make a, an actual jokey jokey version of Left 4 Dead 2 but instead of zombies it's vampires i thought it was gonna be basically like left for dead or left for dead 2 where it's like okay you're gonna be fighting a bunch of ghouls that are like the vampires and then unlike left for dead where it's like you encounter various versions of like mutated zombies at the end of it you're gonna have to fight the vampire which will require more strategy and then when i heard that it's like open world looter it's like when i didn't get that from the trailer why is it that Actually, that was one thing somebody did point out. Uh, it doesn't actually have animated cutscenes. There are all just voiced scenes? Well, okay, you know how some games try to do the stylistic thing of posing the characters in still shots with the camera swooping around mm-hmm. with dialogue playing over, uh, over it? Yeah, That's all the cutscenes. Maybe there's one at the end of the game that isn't that... But essentially, that is every single cutscene, uh-huh. which is again strange. first we'll up, a it. But I mean, well, even, uh, it's a stylistic choice. Yeah, yeah but well, it's a stylistic choice true. for what reason? It feels like like the only reason why they did it was because they needed to push the game out. Eddie, that doesn't sound like stylistic. That sounds more like budget cut. I mean, it goes back to what I was saying before that I could again, I could definitely see a scenario where Arcane wanted to make. A different kind of game than what they know are normally known for because you know, these are people trying to be you know yeah aggressive in their artistic integrity and this is the, the compromise. Like sure, we'll let you do it, but here are your you know, your constraints, here's like up your certain budget. We can't give you all the money in the world for like like you did before. But we you know, we know you're arcane, we know you make good games, so do what you can with what we're gonna give you. Help but, promote Game Pass. Well that that's the thing is that like this sounds less like, oh hey, we like we're going out of our wheelhouse because they've done pretty good sh- first-person shooters. Prey is one of them, but no, this sounds like more like there's been something like they wanted to go one direction, but then somebody stepped in and goes like, "No, we want it in this direction." Well, and that, so that, that'll probably come to light sooner or rather than later. Yeah, I think. Yeah, admittedly, that's impressed That's my impression of what happened. What actually happened, we won't. No, for maybe a few months to years, it's always a question of how many layers of NDA we're dealing with. Yeah. So, no, unfortunately, I think it's just disappointing overall. Yeah, I can see that. It's probably, and like you said before, it's probably like, even if they do improve, you know, through patches, you know, people are going to have that sour taste in their mouth from the first impression, and or just because they either like to dunk on things. Or anyone who... Wasn't gonna give it a try. Probably won't give it a try now because they're hearing all this bad, bad press on it. Unfortunately for King, there uh, unless what unless they would make it like an anime of it, they didn't pull a Cyberpunk. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know, think like, they have the budget for that. Yeah, right. Like I don't know if they will. They'll get a, a Second Coming or No Man's Sky. It, but every, I don't. I don't even know if Hello Hello Games could barely pull off what they did, and yet they did it. Right. So Hello Games did a lot of stuff that did. Day, I'm very surprised, mm-hmm. and I i am 100% cheering them on from, uh, from the background because, in order to get even No Man's Sky out, they had a lot of issues, both mm-hmm. internal and external. So, yeah, you know, I wish Arcane I the best in this. Maybe they can turn things around, but yeah, it seems like a poor release is meant to be a poor release almost no matter what. So, next up, or Oh, we got about we got about seven minutes left before we probably got things off. <laughs> yeah, I um, know uh, that, that it's funny that MPX brought this up because that was like one of the only newsy things that I, I, I like read and watched today. That I was thinking of bringing it up too, so it worked out as far as like the topic goes. Cause otherwise, I, um, yeah, I don't really have anything else. <laughs> That's all I've been able to consume while I've been worrying about everything else. I mean, like I could bring up maybe two topics, one of which it may be very short. Go ahead sword's good I'll wrap up uh, the podcast okay, or some kind of idea given the uh, time uh in this case the announcement of the invincible oh yeah tell me about that okay admittedly I I'm looking at this and I am very interested in it because it is as some people described it an atomic punk oh. terror game but the basic premise is that it's supposedly based off of a similar novel by the Polish hard sci-fi author, uh, Stanislaw Lem. Uh, But basically, the entire thing is that uh, you are a... Like, I'm looking at the tags here, and it's, like, adventure, robots, single-player, futuristic, 3D. But I've seen some people who've played the demos, and it's coming across as, like, science fiction horror because you're a scientists sent to a planet and from where the demo picks up is something happened and you wake up with very little memories of what happened in the intervening time of when you got knocked out to when you gained consciousness again i don't want to make this sound like a reduction of what this is but like i'm getting the martian vibes out of this oh no there's other humans on the planet but no i mean like what? the movie the a movie the book the telling well, really, the, the problem Martian. is, *The Martian* was about a man. This is about a, essentially, a bunch of humans that went to a planet, some of which are found mumbling in a habitation tent, and they're incoherent to others, which are quite literally, uh, willing to gun you down because of something that happened. Well, I mean, that makes sense? Of course, we have a chapter, right? It's- no. You are not a you are a pacifist, oh, so this is not like a fighting kind funny of game. no, that's why oh I it's interesting. a horror game because the, the easiest way to do uh, to have horror in a game is to make sure that the uh, the character that you're playing as is helpless. They cannot yeah. Here, let me read let me read this blurb. um, rethink humans demean and the invincible. Story-driven adventure set in a hard sci-fi world by Stanislaus Lem. Discover planet Regis Three as scientist Yasna use yeah, atomic no. punk yes, nah. use atomic punk tools, looking for a missing crew and face unforeseen threats. Make choices in a philosophical story that's driven by science. Oh, that's, that's that's intriguing. I like this. Yeah, it it sounds like a great concept. I'm looking at this like this trailer video, and I like I like the atmosphere they're putting off here. But oh, we're definitely gonna have to play this. Well, there's a demo out, so and maybe that maybe that also will be a one off. We play this demo. I don't mind that. We got to finish Atomic Hearts that way. I can yeah. do all these one offs and do other games. <laughs> well, th- that's the thing is that Atomic Heart would be the equivalent of Atomic Punk, which this is another one of it. Actually. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The point a- it, two different degrees, different degrees. I'd say a- uh, Atomic Heart is more based off of nineteen. 19- 60s ato- uh, like soviet values of atomic power whereas the invincible feels more like 1950s sci-fi atomics so but uh it it definitely feels interesting and there's some mystery going on which is why i i'm looking at this with some level of like this will be a good horror game because of various aspects that they put me with now is it going to be some, uh, what was that one game that we started playing and then we never finished it? Oh, um, um, Scorn. Scorn? Scorn. Yeah. Scorn was going to be a horror game, but I think they couldn't quite get it to work properly. So, yeah, I'll finish that game. So, I mean, for me, that was just very atmospheric and like settling. Horror, yeah, you're right enough. It was horror. horror. I don't know if that's what we're going for, it, but it definitely had a feeling that he will totally vibe with, honestly. <laughs> but, like, I get it. I, I think the reason why we didn't vibe with Scorn was mostly because of the factor of, like, oh, hey, look, organs. Mm, delicious organ meat. Squishy, squishy, squishy. Organs. Now, the only organs I want are the ones I can put on the grill. Uh, But, so that's. One thing that I've been seeing lately that I'm looking forward to is the Invincible. A uh, hey, good find. Uh, the other thing is something that came out last week, which uh, Fates has seen me play a little bit of it, and he's looking on in exasperated, going, "Why is this so beautiful? And why is it a gotcha?" <laughs> okay, what is it? Uh, the newest gotcha from HoYoverse, Honkai Star Rail. So oh, why makes this so my more interesting than most. Well, it's unlike Genshin Impact. Um, and it while its naming sounds like it's related to Honkai 3rd Impact, uh, it's treated more in the same vein as science fiction, uh, advent- uh, like we're on an adventure type of thing. And it, I've seen a lot of people say that, like, if you didn't like Genshin Impact, you might like Honkai Star Rail because oh it's like freeform uh breath of the wild star as uh, style exploring it's more like rpg style with turn-based battles which and cell phones and cell phones um i've been playing it and it's fairly engaging i uh please note, it is a gotcha which means that I looked at the rates of how you pull characters and equipment and stuff of that nature and comparing it to some of the other gotchas I play, it is horrendously bad. Good. Oh, I thought you were about uh, to rave about this game. You made you made it sound like it was rave. I, well it the uh, the thing I wanna rave about it is the fact that you're like, why can't Hoido first just make a game? It doesn't count to be, gotcha. Yeah, if you took out the gotcha elements and focused on the story and the characters of design and the voice cast and all of that, it's not a bad little game from what I've seen so far, just watching over Asher's shoulder. And I'm yeah. starting to hear whispers amongst the um streamers and YouTubers that I follow of this game as well. Um so it's getting there. It it it's it, it's but it's it's a gotcha. It's not that- a gotcha. As you just said, it is designed to catch the Moby Dick of whales. Because, okay, just just so it kind of gives everybody a perspective, uh, and, and people are going to look at me and be very. It's like, uh I play about one, two, three, four, really five. excited <laughs> Yes, admittedly, two of the ones that I'm currently playing are going to be going away. So, yeah, five gotchas. Most of them are, like, ones that are, like, I can sit down and maybe play once or twice a day in the short bursts. So when we talk about things, like, on the Friday stream where we're like, oh, you you had time to get, like, an hour of grinding in, or you didn't have that much time yet, um, or, like, when we would talk about on 14, oh, you haven't had a chance to do that yet, this is what he's doing instead. Yeah, is Lots of gotchas. <laughs> That's why I'm saying he's exposing himself because he's exposing that he's a filthy, filthy gotcha player and, nothing, and practically nothing else. But he's not well, paying them, right? You're not giving in, right? For the most part, yes. A few bucks here and there is here I think, right? But you're not wailing. whale. No, I'm not whaling. God. Well, it depends on exactly what is the definition of whaling because I'm pretty sure one of our members would say uh, $5 is, is too much. I would say $5 is too much. Um, but I would not call that a whale. No whale. You, there's there's an expectation of you start hitting numbers with commas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. I think if you're any under a hundred bucks, I think you're fine. Like, I mean, even that's that's we sense. Well, I was put it more like if you only pay them forty dollars a year. Eh, I don't know. How much you pay for Final fantasy every, every year? I think that would be a good limit. Like it, uh, as long as are not. Uh, well, I pay what seventeen dollars a month because I also have, uh, and I also have retainers. Or, you know, 17. 12 uh it's seventy-two plus thirty-four, so two hundred bucks, two hundred four bucks. You see something like like I guess just to you know make me feel like I'm not like crazy if spending money in a game. See, here's, here's the difference. Here's the difference. Are you getting a game of the caliber of your Final Fantasy fourteen experience? For those 200 being thrown into a gotcha. Because I see money thrown at a gotcha as money thrown into a bonfire. I think okay. the so. objective an- answer to that question is that yes. Like that it, it's not the same. The quality is absolutely not the same. Definitely not. You know, I don't know. Oh, but actually, your enjoyment is, is, is subjective. Your personal enjoyment is subjective. You're having oh, you're fun personal. playing that game. Sorry. Right. Well... As you were pointing now, it's the very fact that Honkai Star Rail happens to have that high quality and high bar of, you know, con- uh, qu- well, quality, you know, design, whatever. And PX, you have one more minute left. I'm sorry to yeah, say. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> But the thing is, is that uh, uh, I hate to say it, that probably games that would count themselves as, games that do happen to have, you know, a modest amount of gameplay to them. Obviously, many of them are designed in per to work to incentivize people to roll on, roll on it, which can be said the same of how MMOs used to be. You know, incentivizing people to log in as often as possible. We're gonna have to bring this back another day. Yeah, I, I like. To, okay, I like to, we'll be we'll, we'll unearthed here. You know, damn it, David. We told you to keep it short. Damn it, David. Well, the problem is, I was just gonna mention like the drop rates on stuff. We have to but, go. No, we have to go. <laughs> We're ending, we're ending now. Everybody, tune, tune in tonight Tonight for, for the Friday stream. That's when this comes out. Come back to us next week. We'll play more, definitely more Atomic Heart, and we'll know Tuesdays and Thursdays and Fridays. Just join us. Bye, everybody. We're going. We're leaving Atomic Hearts now. Bye. Bye. I... This has been a presentation of Front Row Geeks. Adios.